Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. G-B-R. No Block, No Rock, Season 2, Episode 31. We are live from Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room. We are Jaredless. So anybody who's listening that hears Mike's voice right away, that's because Jared could not make it tonight. And we had too many cool, exciting things to tell you about later in this episode that we could not reschedule. So, boys, spring ball is officially over. The spring game has happened. I mean, I think... The easiest thing to talk about is let's get impressions of what you guys saw in the spring game. Like we said, going in, you know, take it with a grain of salt. You know, if the, if the offense looks good, then the defense probably looks bad. If the defense looks good, the offense looks bad. But there's still some good things to talk about. So, boys, let's just dive right into it. Kyle, what did you think of the spring game? Right off the bat, anytime you're talking about spring balls, the spring game, anything like that, and something that you hear the coaches say all the time is, look, we have times where the defense shines. We have times where the offense shines. And in the spring game, you guys saw the defense kind of take that early lead, and then you saw the offense come back, and it was what? It was like a three-point game or something like that at one point. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of see this like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, which at this point I think is what you want to see. You just kind of want to see competition between both of them. But, again, the precursor is it's just spring ball. There's 150 different combinations we probably saw on Saturday between what receivers are out there with what quarterback. So there's no time for like the quarterbacks or the running backs and the offensive line combinations to really gel, which is something that'll be ironed out in the summer and and in the fall. Connor, what'd you think? You know, I I actually totally agree with what Kyle just said. I I do think, and you know, again, it's tough, like Mike, you touched on that. It, it's tough when you look at these things that to know whether the defense is playing well, the offense is playing well, or, you know, poor either way. But I think the defense honestly looked very, very good throughout the entire game. Uh, once we got into that, you know, second half, when we got live tackling, I think things kind of changed up a little bit, but ultimately I think the defense kind of expected this drop off after, you know, the loss of personnel after last year. But I don't think it's quite as severe as we expected it to be. And I, I'm i just hoping that Casey Thompson and this new offense kind of gels together like Kyle was saying. And that we can, I think seven wins, eight wins is oh like a my reliable. Gosh. I know. You Man, know, you're you so know quick. Yeah. Why are you throwing wins out already? I know. You, I know you hate this. But I, I think the, the way this team plays together, again, I understand this was a practice. But... I, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that this team is a team that can work together really well. We're we're changing up a lot, so that makes things a little bit difficult, but I think things look good. Okay. So let me poke a couple holes in all everything you just said. Thank God. So this <laughs> this is uh this is spring ball. And guess what happens right after spring ball ends? Uh transfer- everyone stays. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> no. So transfer portal runs wild. Uh, guys are going to have their the end of spring evaluations with their coaches, uh, the staff members, and they're going to tell them where they sit on the depth chart. And that's when guys have to make big boy decisions and decide if the University of Nebraska is the place for them. So to me, everything you saw in spring, if you saw some good stuff, okay, take it with you. But if you saw some bad stuff, eh, we'll see. 
the big thing that glared to me was the offensive line. The offensive line, obviously, they didn't play very well, especially with Casey Thompson at quarterback. But you got to remember, too, there's two guys out that are going to be starters next year and Teddy Prohaska and Turner Corcoran. So it's like, okay, can you really look at that offensive line and say, oh, man, we're screwed? I mean, come on now. Like, Garrett Nelson shined. And I'm not saying Garrett Nelson's a bad player. I think I love his motor. Uh, he really does look more athletic than he ever has. But when he's blowing up Bryce Benhart, and we saw that happen against every team in the Big Ten last year, does it really surprise you? Like, to me, take it with a grain of salt. Like we said going into it last week, if the defense looks good, that means the offense probably looks bad. If the, de if the offense looks good, that probably means the defense looks bad. So it's a spring game. They did it for the fans. I'm surprised Casey Thompson even really played. I mean, he threw four passes. Yeah, so. I was say, what did he get, two drives? He got two drives, and he was done. And that's done strategically by Scott Frost because he sure. doesn't want to put anything out there. I mean, if you want to go see film on Casey Thompson, go look at the Texas tape. I mean, he has plenty of games out there for you to look at him. But they ran the most vanilla offense possible, very simple zone reads and short dink and dunks. Now, one guy that I was thoroughly shocked and actually kind of excited for is A.J. Rollins. Oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah. He looks okay. so good. Okay. So we talked about this in previous episodes, and it's not like a, it's not a secret. The tight end position has – there's a lot of injuries there, and there's not a lot of depth there. And we know that we have Travis Volkolek coming back as a senior, and he's going to really lead that room. And we've – you know, we talked about the rumors with Thomas Vidoni. Scott Frost still hasn't confirmed anything on that. But a bright spot of the spring game for me, sitting in my seat, was watching A.J. Rollins, a raw athlete coming out of Creighton Prep, who they said maybe would be more of a basketball player than a football player. But he goes up and makes a great catch thrown by Chubba Purdy. And I'm like, okay, that's something to work with. So to that point, I want to talk about, uh, I mean, obviously, we, we've looked through, you know, the Casey Thompson, the Logan Smothers, the Chubba Purdy argument. I want to point out that Chubba Purdy looked very, very good during that game. I thought he, he read well. He was throwing well. And, you know, I, I understand he's a young kid. He's still got, I believe, what, four years of eligibility? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I do want to point out that that kid is nothing to be slept on. He was throwing well. And I honestly, I, at, in my opinion, is I think our second in line. Oh, 100%. Well, and then another quarterback, Henrik Harburg, Oh, I texted I texted our well. group chat and I was like, "Damn, this kid just looks like he just like plays really clean." Of course, he had that. I think was it him that had the pick at the end, or was that Masker? Yeah. No, I don't know if it was Masker. I think it was that last quarterback who actually balled out pretty well. Was that the cynic? Yeah, cynic. He the yeah. kid out of yeah. Um, he looked nice. What school is he from? Cynic, if you're listening, you looked very nice. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so like talking about Henrik Harburg, I texted the group chat. Um, on Sunday, because I couldn't watch it on Saturday. I was filming a wedding. But um, I texted him on Sunday, and I was like, damn. I was like, Harburg, I've kind of slept on Harburg for, for the longest time. You're and, the and, only one. I know. And Mike, <laughs> Mike and Jared have always kind of, like, stuck up for him. And I'm like, ah, you know, I just don't know. But I guess I just hadn't, hadn't had enough to look at. And yesterday, Saturday, he looked pretty good. The, the Husker QB room is a lot better than I think people give it credit for. And honestly, obviously, we've talked a lot in the last like two weeks, uh, maybe including today, about how good the Nebraska running back room looks. 
but I, there there is a lot of depth coming into this team, and you know while we may have not seen success in the last couple seasons or four or five, I, I do believe the talent is there now, and I think it's really starting to amass to a point that we're we're, we're coming to a head. Yeah, and and sticking with that quarterback room, I think Casey in the limited attempts, his first throw of the game really solidified why he's at Nebraska. I mean, um, a perfect mid-range throw, splits the linebacker in the safety, throws a perfect dime to a receiver. And I won't throw jabs at Adrian Martinez or anything like that, but those are the type of plays that you need to be successful in the Big Ten. You need a big boy quarterback. You need a leader at that position. And Casey Thompson led the team out of the tunnel. He came in, he, his first pass in Memorial Stadium, because he hasn't practiced there at all. His first pass Memorial Stadium is an absolute freaking dime, and I'm like, that's why he's here. I didn't need to see any more. It didn't matter what he did after that. I knew he was going to look good. And I will say, after the game in his press conference, he talked about – somebody asked him about Trey Palmer and was like, did he have any like deep routes while you were out there? And he goes, I think there might have been a couple. He said, but one of them, there it was like triple coverage. And we talked about – when we heard about Casey Thompson the first time coming to Nebraska, we talked about you need somebody that makes good decisions. And right there in that press conference, he said, well, yeah, there was triple coverage out there or whatever. So obviously I wasn't throwing into triple coverage. That right there, that's what we talked about. Right when we heard about Casey Thompson was the decision-making. And he solidified that in his press conference and said, yeah, I recognize there was triple coverage and there's no way I was going to be tossing the ball up over there. The biggest difference is, in my opinion, and you know, feel free to dunk on me if I'm wrong here. But NBA the biggest, jam. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I think the biggest difference between Thompson and Martinez is I think Martinez, I would compare, you know, it's obviously like a big difference here, but I would compare him to what I feel like Aaron Rodgers has had to do with the Packers in the last two years. I think Adrian Martinez has had to, you know, kind of play superhero and, you know, hasn't had a ton of weapons around him and had to make things happen himself. Casey Thompson coming in, we're obviously getting, you know, some better weapons around him. The running back room looks great, which takes a lot of pressure off of him. Uh, we're getting some great receivers in. So I, I think Casey Thompson has – I won't see his work cut out for him, but I'm excited to see how he kind of handles, you know, this, in my opinion, again, reduced pressure. I would agree with that. I, I like the the analogy of comparing Adrian Martinez to Aaron Rodgers in a way of Adrian hit a lot of issues with our offense – I mean, there's no secret that our offensive line did not play up to par. And if they would have played an inkling better last year, I think that turns into maybe two more wins. I'm not going to say they're a bowl game or anything like that, but Adrian had to wear the Superman cape a lot with that offense last year, running for his life, making plays that you just like just surprised that any quarterback could possibly make. And he also made the bonehead decision sometimes too, but you know, when you're running for your life, sometimes your mechanics go bad. And, you know, we don't want to sit here and talk about Adrian Martinez. Hopefully he does well at Kansas State. Casey, dude. Yeah, Casey Thompson, we saw four attempts. He got sacked twice in his two possessions. So the offensive line needs a little bit of work. Let's shift to the running back room. So we're talking about that we feel like the running back room looked okay. One name I want to bring up is that Anthony Grant. His one run that he broke out for a touchdown, it reminded me a lot of Le'Veon Bell. The patience, looking for that block, looking for that hole, and he took one step, and he was gone. I 
love that comparison so much because I made the exact same comparison when I watched it live. He runs up through that middle and he takes two steps. He fakes right and he reads that through the middle of the line and bumps out around the outside. Outrunning, uh, what, what, what corner was that that he just took to the absolute woodshed? Unreal. <laughs> it was just a, a great read. And it, like you said, it is very Bell-esque in the sense that he was slow. He found how to read that and he just took off. The speed, the read, and the power were just incredible. I loved it. And I think that's a great sign to come. For sure. I do think, in, and now we're talking FUD. Two hand touch. Yep. I don't. I think he should have been called down because I. There was some that whoever Coward. whoever brought the edge rush. He he like he like put his hands up like he like stopped and then when he broke out to the left he kind of turned around and looked at the ref and was like yo what the fuck. So I don't know. I know he was asked about it uh, by uh, I think it was Sean Callahan and and he was like I don't know like I might have broke that or whatever. I think there's some whatever. It doesn't matter. It's spring spring there, game. There is an but, argument to be made. Yeah, but um, at the same time, no, I, I I agree. And Yant, I I will forever be a fan of Yant running the football. Oh yeah, yeah. Forever be a fan of Yant running the football. And as his knowledge of football and like and and kind of making those reads that you guys were just talking about with Anthony Grant, as his knowledge of that grows, you. Add that to the power that Yant possesses and the size that he brings. Forget it. I'm not comparing them directly to this. I want to make that very clear. This is not a direct comparison. But we look at 2005 USC with Thunder and Lightning. Oh, get out of here. And we're, but no, but we look at Grant with the speed and the shiftiness, and we look at Yant with power. I mean, this this kind of dual back system is efficient. We've seen it work. We've seen it work across multiple teams, across multiple skill levels, depending on league. It works. And so having two backs like this that are incredibly good, like, you know, they might be a little more specialized than people want them to be. But it does work. Yeah. Well, and you have you have Ramir Johnson. Yeah. As exactly. well. That's so I mean, that's thunder. that's yeah. That's 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 two. I mean, that's two speedsters, right? And then you've got Yant that just takes it for three, four yards every single carry. I mean, you. He'll I'll break take your that face any mask day. In half. Yeah. Well, um, can Can I poke the hole in your your uh, lightning? No. So, so no, you can't. Anthony Grant. Yes, he did hit. Like I loved his patience. I love that he hit the edge. But if you look towards the end of that run. I don't know if it's maybe because it was a practice or maybe because it was a spring game, but he let up or he doesn't have that extra gear, in my opinion. And, Did he and, get touched on the end of that run? I then mean, does it matter? I, I'm just telling you. If like, you can't touch him on the end of the run, does it matter? This is a live game, and you, the separation he had going, you know, once he broke that edge, he should have been 20 yards past the defenders, and they caught up to him and were probably within two yards of touching him. So, I hope that he just took the foot off the gas because it's a practice. But Thunder Lightning, I think if you want to go Lightning, Ramir Johnson is much faster than Yant and Grant. But let's start the petition for the Yant Grant on the No No Rock podcast. Yant Grant, hopefully that combo happens because, hey, we're all in agreement here. Those two looked like running back one and two. They look great. And and like Kyle said, I mean – we don't just have one lightning. We have two. Yeah. And Yant just gets to come in and beat the fuck out of people. Yeah. I, so I, to, to have lightning, lightning, and then thunder, I mean, this, the, the running back room, and I know we talked about this last week, 
this running back room, arguably, uh, Casey Thompson, and you know, of course, he only got what? What did we say? Two drives, four attempts, four attempts. I still thought he looked all right. I, it's tough to gauge, but the the running back room looked spectacular. So any current Nebraska running back or former, fuck it, uh, please come on and talk about this. Yeah, uh, awesome. I, I, but I I do Same believe part. that the uh, the lightning lightning thunder looks great (laughs) awesome well let's take a break real quick and talk about our sponsor nebraska brewing company so we are sitting in the nebraska brewing company tap room our home base where we love to be boys it is time training bra time for mike i've never liked an ipa no offense to any of the craft beer listeners or the craft beer sponsors that are sitting next to us. So they're just me. But we had talked about last week about how it was time for Mike to try his training bra IPA, also known as Shake and Bake IPA. They had a sweet promo video that went out last week. Can't reference the movie, but they were wearing some NASCAR suits and it looked really cool. Okay, so I have the Shake and Bake IPA in my hand. It's the moment of truth. I'm going to try it, and we're going to tell you how it feels. Hopefully, it doesn't taste like grass. Mike, it is. We talked about it. It's the training bra of IPAs. It's about as nice as it gets. Wow. That better be a good wow. That's a fantastic wow. Oh, I'm actually like, okay. I'm actually thoroughly shocked. This is the first IPA I've ever drank that I don't feel like I'm drinking like grass. Uh, is that, is Scott's that grass seed. Um, that's excellent. So there we go. Apparently, I'm going to be like Kyle and start growing my ponytail. But uh, yeah, Kyle, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I've been drinking the Takaravesa. Takaravesa. Shocking. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> Everyone is shocked. But I will say last week, I did enjoy the um, Pog Seltzer. Yeah, the Pog Seltzer. The Pod Seltzer. And that was, uh, that, was fan- that was good. Really quick, I do have to shamelessly self-plug. Please do. We do have a comedy show here in the brewery this Friday. Nick Allen from Z92, if you guys listen to Tom Tyler. Yeah, Nick Allen is incredible. We do have a comedy show. I believe tickets are either $10 or $15. I am colorblind, so I do not know the correct price. Uh, If you are listening and you think, wow, how does colorblind affect that? Uh, You're like most people. Uh, I believe they're 10 or $15, but come down uh, on Friday night. There will be three comics. It is a live comedy show in the back. It will be lit mostly by the lights, not the cool part. Mm-hmm. But again, if you show up and you tell me, I, I have given this offer, I don't know how many times on this podcast. If you show up on Friday, you buy a ticket to that comedy show and you say NBNR sent you, I will give you a tour of the brewery. And you got to take a picture with our cool tap handle. Damn right. Yes, absolutely. Just say, ask for Connor and say NBNR sent you. And, and that's all you have to say. Those are magic words. That's it. Yeah. That's what I say every time I'm in trouble with my wife. I'm like, hey, Connor sent me. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. His wife hates me now. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> awesome. Anyways, guys, go check out the comedy show at the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room on 108th and Harrison in La Vista, Nebraska. And like they always say, World class. In every glass. And now we have some exciting news on the podcast. NBNR Media is official like we have said in the past. We officially picked up two podcasts and a blog under NBNR Media. The first one that you're going to hear from is the WTL podcast, Where's the Line? Uh, It's a sports betting podcast that they help the amateur better and the experience better get a better sense of where they should place their bets. And the next one is Run the Damn Ball. 
Everybody knows what that means if you're a Nebraska fan. Everybody loves the the run the damn ball guy in the Motto. stadium. Yeah, yeah, the guy in the stadium sure. that's saying, you know, run the damn ball because we're throwing it too many times. Or, you know, they want to run it on third and 25 because why the fuck not? <laughs> Anyways, we have Daniel on, and he's going to tell you a little bit about his podcast. Exciting things going on here at MBNR Media. If you're interested, if you have a podcast um, and you want to be a part of it, just reach out to us. Let me introduce you to the Where's the Line podcast. So guys, we finally have some exciting news. We talked about it last week. We are with the Where's the Line WTL podcast. They are officially part of MBNR Media. I would like to officially introduce Jared and Andy. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Glad to be here. It's pretty awesome, dude. I'm, uh, thank you for letting us be a part of this, man. Yeah. Well, we're, we're so glad to have you part of MBNR Media. And uh, just tell the listeners a little bit about your guys' selves. Tell them a little bit about what your podcast is about and what you can bring to the table for a typical Husker fan. Right on. So WTL, Where's the Line? We're a sports betting podcast, but it's more than that. We're, we really want to focus on the entertainment side and something that kind of drew me into it. It was always like it, you would hear Charles Barkley or these pundits talk about, well, they're going to win. They're going to win. Yeah. But then Vegas would right. have them as a five point dog. <laughs> yeah. And then they would lose by five. Yeah. You know, so that that's what really always kind of tripped my trigger. Like, that's interesting. What's going on there? So we kind of dived into it now that sports betting and all sorts of gambling is becoming more legalized. It's in coming the state. around the corner, boys. It really is. And there's some fantastic casinos being built across yeah. the state right now. So we thought this is now or never, or this is the time, mm -hmm. if you will. And it's like we said, it's more relevant than ever. Yeah. And I find it more interesting than ever. Yeah. And obviously what, yeah, what Andy was saying is all, all that's true. What we really like to bring to the table is just the working guy in Nebraska. What is that guy throwing some money down on? We've been avid Husker fans our whole <laughs> life. So obviously what we love you guys and, you know, tune into the podcast. So it's just awesome being with you guys. But no, we like to throw money down on Nebraska. Should we or not? That's what we're trying to tell you on Where's the Line. Well, and my favorite part about you guys is so like me and Kyle, we are very amateur gamblers yeah, over here right. on this side of the table. <laughs> but you, right. you guys really break it down on your side of things, helping the the amateur better really understand right. what they're doing with their money yeah. and understand the odds behind it. So I For really sure. love what right. you guys are doing. And you also help out the better that is experienced and knows exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. And you're like, dude, yeah. throw some money at this shit. And I guarantee <laughs> you, you're going to make some money. Yep. I, I love all of that. Yeah. So. No, it's all about finding those locks. And, uh, you know, it. <laughs> You never want to throw money against Nebraska, but sometimes it's the way to go. Uh, we don't like going that way, but, you know, if, no. if that's the way to do it, we'll tell you straight up. Well, and, and it's funny you mention that because that's something that's in the works. Is a, a, uh, we're on YouTube, right? And we're going to have a video series breaking down the whys, the do's, the don'ts, you know. And it's not just going to be for beginners. It's going to be for everybody that just maybe wants to learn or a refresher or what, whatever, what have you. Yeah. So, like, it's all about, for us, not only the – the entertainment side, which I feel we laid on pretty thin. Yeah, right. yeah. You guys uh, are pretty also, good at that. <laughs> it's an educational side of it, too. So, like, we don't want to see anybody go bankrupt. It's about, you know, getting a bankroll and sticking to that. Yeah. But it's also about having fun. And I'll tell you what, I had a lot of fun this past year betting Nebraska basketball and Nebraska ball. I made a killing. Because I knew they would cover. Yeah, <laughs> they always cover. I didn't say they were going to win. Right, <laughs> the right. The line's too much for them not to cover. It's yeah. so good. Well, and another point to like what's fascinating, at least since you know we've kind of discovered you guys and we've kind of made this like this partnership is yeah. 
you guys are very active on Twitter. Yeah. And so anybody that follows Nebraska sports, there is a huge community and it's all very mm, yeah, like tight sure. knit, right? And then all of a sudden we're following WTL and I'm following <laughs> both of you guys. And I mean, it's just like betting stuff everywhere. And yeah. it's like a, it's like yeah. a full on community out there. Um, just for the guys that are, are guys and gals that are betting sports, right? Yeah. So there's an advantage to following you guys even on Twitter is just because there's so much information that comes through. Yeah, no doubt. It, and it's just not Husker stuff we're talking about. Obviously, we, you know, like to shine light on that because we are both Huskers and all that kind of stuff. But we're talking everything here in the Midwest. We're talking Royals. We're talking Twins. We're talking Broncos. We're talking Avalanche. We'll, we'll dive in <laughs> hockey. We don't care. It's just where's the line and wh- where should you put the money? For sure. No well, and it's funny when you have a little skin in the game, too. Yeah, no you doubt. You know, like, if you got some exactly skin in the right. game, you know, like, they're not going to give you guys just the, the <laughs> bullshit bets that they're talking about on the radio on those yeah, other yeah. stations. And so I I personally love it. One thing I want to dive into, because we had talked about this off air, yeah. is the the mystery of betting Nebraska football last year. Yeah. Oh, that's, like, that's brutal. I mean, that was <laughs> something else. Yeah. The 3-9 and nine team that always covered and oh. <laughs> and shouldn't have covered or did cover. Or did like, cover. Yeah. Can you guys talk a little bit about that season and what <laughs> what should the, the now, listeners do coming was, into 2022? It really was an enigma, and it threw Vegas and all their books for a loop because yeah. if you go by just by stats – amount of yards gained per game, points scored per game, takeaways, the, the whole nine yards. Nebraska was like a seven and four, you know, eight yeah. and three type of team, but they weren't. And, and that's why you would see a, a spread where Nebraska was favored and Nebraska fans were saying like, <laughs> we're going to lose. They're definitely we're, not going to win the game. Yeah, we're going to lose, but here we're favored. And, and, and all those models, all the metrics coming out of Vegas, like, no, they should easily win by they four. They should win. Right. Easily. Yeah. And that's just not how that past season panned out. And, you know, uh, as Husker fans, we've seen that a couple times now. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, I feel like we're a little jaded as Husker fans. We always <clears throat> prep for the worst. And when you see a line come out of Vegas where Nebraska's favored by two and a half points. You're like, yeah, fucking right. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Oh, I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear that. When, when was the last time we beat Iowa? Like, knock it off. Like yeah. six years. <laughs> but, but, but Iowa's garbage. Yeah. Our offense is garbage. Our defense is making plays. Like, that, 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 that all goes into the model. And that, but that's not what happened. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. be real. I mean, if Adrian Martinez plays against Iowa, we probably win by 40, right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just exactly. kidding. Yeah. That I would never happen. Talking, but on the flip side of that coin, what we were just talking about, then they would come out with some outrageous line against Michigan or, you know, you know, somebody like that. And, you know, dog us by 20 points. That's not going to happen. Our no. team was better than that. No. We all knew that as, you know, guys in this region or whatever, but Vegas doesn't know that. They just lost to, you know, Purdue or somebody. They're not going to hang with Michigan. Obviously, the Nebraska Cornhuskers yeah. threw Vegas for a loop last year, and I'm hoping that we're a little more uh, along the game plan this year, guys. For awesome. sure. Well, guys, I appreciate you guys coming on the No Block, No Rock podcast. Yeah. We hope to, to connect with you guys throughout the season. I can't wait to help the Husker fans yeah. know where they need to put their money, <laughs> especially oh since there is some skin in the game. Yeah. And, uh, hey, if you guys are listening right now, go ahead and give them a follow at podcast underscore WTL. Yeah. Find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast. Go give them a follow and give them a listen. Thanks for having us on, guys. Thank you. Guys, thanks, guys. Yes, sir. All right, Andy and Jared, thank you guys so much for hopping on the podcast and letting everybody know kind of what you're all about. We're super excited for the partnership with NBNR Media and WTL. We announced last week that we are taking on um, Run the Damn Ball podcast, Daniel Magnuson. 
and we're, we're super excited about that as well. And so we have him here this evening and, uh, yeah, we just want to kind of introduce you and, and talk to you a little bit about what you got going on. First of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, once I talked to Mike last weekend, uh, at the, at the rail yard, Hell the yeah. game, he was like, oh, yeah. yeah, you have to come meet everyone and, uh, we'll have a couple of beers, have you on the podcast. I was like, Hell yeah, let's do this. So <laughs> I know happy to be here. So uh, I guess, you know, run the damn ball. It's a really relatable phrase for Nebraska football. What it comes to mind, like, oh, an old head in the stands, you know, yelling, run the damn ball. Power football, baby. Yeah, you know, oh, you think yeah. about the 90s, the, all the fullbacks, all that. So I just remember, well, I was talking to you about this earlier, but well, I was a senior in high school in 2017 and uh, we were really bad at football that year and we <laughs> uh, lost Northern Illinois early in the year. And I just remember being like, this sucks. So I made a Twitter called run the damn ball because the only time Nebraska was ever good in my lifetime, you know, I'm 23 now, the only time Nebraska is ever good. And you know, I guess anyone's lifetime is when they can run the damn ball. And so I was like, well, this makes sense. And uh, it came around in like 2019 or 2020 and it kind of picked up some steam just because, uh, it's, I think it's a relatable phrase, I guess. It just it worked out. I think the name of my Twitter that I first made like four or five years ago, that was like what it was really at first. And that's what got it going. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm now in my fourth year of school at UNL. And um, I decided I was like a year ago, I was like, I'm going to make a podcast and just, just see what happens. And so that's kind of what, you know, I was doing. And I remember even like when I started my podcast, I think you guys were, you know, started making podcasts. Was it last year? Yeah, yep. last year. Yep. And I remember you guys had Johnny Rogers on and everything. I just like, I really enjoyed that. So, uh, you know, now it's a year later. I'm not quite a year later, but we're coming up on that. And uh, we're, you know, joining forces now. So that's exciting. And so, you know, run the damn ball. has got a you know, good future going with you guys. Yeah. Well, well and you and we were talking um, a couple minutes ago just about the relationships that you've built with classmates who happen to be football players, current football players, and a lot of the like sports media people uh, or the Nebraska media people. And so kind of talk a little bit about kind of what you have going there. Like, are you, are you inviting people on to talk on your podcast and, and stuff like that? So actually you guys know the Adrian podcast that came out last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Athletes on last, Yeah, last fall. So right now I believe myself and so, you know, Jeff Ekstrom is the guy who runs that. He's yep. same age as me. Pretty sure me and him are doing a podcast tomorrow. We're going to record. That's awesome. I just wanted to get his insight on like, you know, the timeline of that whole podcast, some behind the scenes stuff, he, you know, went through, you know, talking with those guys and you know, the future of that. Cause it's interesting, you know, he's lives in Lincoln, but he's going to continue doing a podcast with Adrian who now is at K state. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of a cool story to, to look into. So that's something I'm going to talk to him about. Um, I still need to text him and make sure we're actually going to record tomorrow. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Everybody, don't don't count your count your chickens. Yeah, yet, but. don't hold your breath. Yeah. So you know that just other you know they put the sports media program at UNL in 2017 is when it started, and they didn't expect it to be that big. And now it's one of like the biggest majors in the journalism school. Okay. It's like one of the there's more students who do sports media than some of the other majors that they've always had. And so it's become a big thing. So I've just, I've had a lot of classmates have had, you know, come on the podcast because um, they, they don't, not everyone has their own podcast. You know, it's, it's a big commitment really. And you guys know that. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, and you know, I was blessed to have, you know, three different uh, football players on the podcast last summer. I want to get some more guys soon. I, I guess I'll just say this, you know, Hunter Anthony, the transfer from Oklahoma state hit the splits and some Twitter picture I saw. Yes, he did. I, that's the guy I'm going to text next to get on the podcast. 
uh, he'll, I don't know if he'll ever hear this, but I'm just going to say that right now. I'm going to try to reach out to him soon. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's super cool. I mean, like I said, any anybody that has some sort of connection with the university that can kind of, you know, get into the ear of people that have relevant information of what's going on currently, um, you're in a good spot for that. So, so yeah, we're, we're very excited about the NBNR Media and uh, Run the Damn Ball podcast partnership. Yeah. And it, it's cool that we can collaborate on that because, you know, the, the best part about it is, is that everybody that is listening to us has the same passion for the stuff that you're talking about. So when you bring on a Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran and a Nori Norelli, like people want to hear from those guys and we haven't had any current players on. So it's really cool that we've had a lot of former guys and people, we can send people your way and it's like, Hey, listen to run the damn ball because he's going to get those current players, those insights from the guys that are actually living it and breathing it every day. Whereas we, we tackle a lot of the, the past players and getting their perspectives on what's going on with Husker football. So it is really awesome. I'm so excited for the collaboration. We're going to do some sweet tailgate stuff, all kinds of stuff on social media is anything that we can possibly do. Um, and, and listeners, please, if you have any recommendations, anything that you want to hear or see, please send it our way. Cause we're, we're really open to anything. So I think it's sort of like you guys getting the former players out here in Omaha and I'm trying to get the current players in Lincoln right now. I think the, what I really enjoy is the untold stories. Mm-hmm. So my yeah, favorite podcast. That's our favorite part too. Yeah. Favorite podcast I ever did so far was the one I did with uh, Nuri. The Nuri, Nuri yeah. Nueli. I don't want to mispronounce his name, but there you go. Right. So just because he was an untold story at the time. And then I remember it was a couple weeks after I did my podcast with him. He went on some podcast with uh, Jojo Doman. And Sean Callahan, where I was like, he said a lot of the same stuff that he said on my podcast. Like, they stole it from you. I was like, <laughs> all right, all right. But, you know, it's like, you'd be awesome to get like a Garrett Nelson on the podcast. But everybody in Lincoln's trying to get Garrett Nelson. Right, right. right. It's cool to get like the untold stuff. You know, when Nuri went out to start against Northwestern in the fourth or it was like the fifth or sixth game of the year, Nuri was starting at left guard. Like, the amount of like, joy that i saw because he was a walk-on that nobody knew going yeah. into mm-hmm. transferred from colorado state uh local kid kind of i mean he's from germany and he yeah. transferred in had a had a family here in lincoln yeah he played um, at norris yeah played at norris and then went to colorado state and then to come back to lincoln as a walk-on and bet on yourself like yeah. that like i can imagine i haven't interviewed him you have but like to me, like I can only imagine how the, the underdog story is and maybe we'll have to get him on our podcast, you know? But. Yeah. It's an underdog story too. Like he never even really played American football until like his last year. He lived in Germany and he actually started at Colorado state as true freshman. year. Yes. So, yeah. Which is really cool. And so just to see like that kind of unfold where he was a walk on who never played and then boom, he's playing like stuff like that. It's an untold story that, you know, unravels. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So looking at it from a, a current student perspective, what do you feel is, uh, we're talking about unsung heroes. Wh- who do you feel is the, the biggest unsung hero of this team coming into this current year? Who do you feel is being overlooked the most? Oh, man. Yeah, that's a Put tough one. Put him on the spot. Yeah, like oh, I, I was hoping to. There's like 150 dudes on the team. <laughs> but, so it's always, you got to really think about so it. So maybe not the most uh, you know, unsung hero, but who do you think, uh, and you know, we can look into these guys. Uh, there, there are a lot of players. I mean, with all these transfers coming in, we see a lot of potential coming in with a lot of this team, but who do you think has this most potential that, that can create the most impact coming into their, their first year with the Husker program? What's, what's, you know, leave it to first year players on okay. this Husker team. 
Well, I immediately thought about Trey Palmer. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I'd take any LSU receiver who wanted to come here. Right. Um, <laughs> but so I immediately think about Trey Palmer. I feel like Luke Reimer is always underrated. Yeah, and he's a tackling machine. So, like, yeah, I totally agree with the Luke Reimer reference because, gosh, like, what, what does the man have to do to get any credit for everything that he's doing? He's always near the ball. He's always leading the team in tackles. Is Reimer undersized? Yeah. Guess who else was undersized? Levante David. Who yeah. is Who's one that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it kind of works out that way. So if I were to give it like a current player that we've seen develop, it's Luke Reimer. I think he's going to be big for us this year. But like a new guy, I don't know if I could give you like an immediate like thought out answer, but uh, Trey Palmer, I think, will be a top two or three receiver for us. And we're going to probably throw a little more this year with Casey and mm -hmm. Whipple calling plays. So listeners, everybody who's listening, please go follow Run the Damn Ball on Twitter. That's RTDB Nebraska. Um, you can also follow him on Instagram. He's all over Spotify. Go find him. He's also on our website, mbnrmedia.com. You can find him there as well. So um, thanks, Daniel, for coming on. And uh, we look forward to collaborating with you in the future. Oh, for sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks again, Daniel, for coming on the No Block No Rock podcast. Like we said before, give him a follow at RTDB Nebraska on Twitter. Uh, run the damn ball. Um, you can also find him on Spotify. You can find him on Instagram. Great guys. Everybody that we're bringing on MBNR Media, they're all great people. You're definitely going to want to hear from them. Like we said, you can find No Block No Rock podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You know where to find us. We have a new website, nbnrmedia.com, along with all of our past episodes and everything on mbnrpodcast.com. Go give us a follow. Go give us a five-star review. Give us a download. And we have merch. So Merch. All the merch. Merch. All the handbags. For the I, love of God. Somebody buy a goddamn handbag. <laughs> hey, mark the, my words. Every single one of you bastards is getting a fucking handbag for Christmas. I promise you. <laughs> Kyle's going to buy Somebody all the handbags buy. up, and they're going to be shipped to all the listeners that love <laughs> us the most. So. I, I'm going to offer this for everyone on the NBNR podcast. The first person to buy a handbag, we will all autograph it. Hell yeah. It will be the only autographed handbag made from NBNR. We will all autograph it immediately. Please. All right. Let's sign off, guys. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. And Connor Cavillac. And as always, GBR.